This call is being recorded. Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you to our podcast. This is Moms Who Mean Business, and we are two work-from-home moms who want to share our tips and tricks on how to work smarter and not harder. And it's, my name is Dot Alpart, and joining me in this fun adventure is Lenore Ortel. And we really want to show you how to customize the technology so that it works for you. And this week, um, we're going to talk about Twitter, but we're going to really frame it within the context of Facebook because it just makes it easier to understand. And um, before we get started, I really want to get, give you guys a chance to get to know us a little bit better. So as I said, my name's Dot Allport. I am a work-at-home mom. I have a 21-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 7-year-old. And I have been, for the past 10 years, helping small businesses grow um, by helping them strategize and um, get their projects in order and in action. And on top of that, I am also the managing director for the uh, eWomen's Network of Suburban Philadelphia. So, um, and on top of everything else, being a mom, I, of course, have to add something else. I'm also homeschooling my seven-year-old daughter. So that's my story about how I am a work-at-home mom. And I want to go ahead and let Lenore share about her story. So go ahead, Lenore. Hello, everybody. Like uh, Dot said, my name is Lenore Ortel, and I am an almost work-from-home mom. I own a company called Lola Tech, which is a website development and social media consulting for small businesses. And I say I'm an almost work-at-home mom because I am pregnant with my first child who is due in October. So I feel like he's here, but not quite yet. Um, so as much as I'm gathering all this information to share with everybody listening, I'm also gathering it for myself so I can work smarter and not harder in October when my life gets flipped upside down. <laughs> so it's... um. So it's a really exciting time for, for both of us. Um, and Lenore and I really started out this um, together, this adventure together, because we were started sharing with each other. So it just seems like this natural thing to be sharing this information with everybody out there. So today, let's take a look at Twitterverse. I have to say, I have always found it a little daunting. So the great thing is we have Lenore here who does do social media and she can help guide us through and um, kind of give us a good picture uh, of what Twitter is like. And so um, why don't we start with some of the Twitter basics, Lenore? Um, what What is a tweet? So, you know, just like you said, to kind of like frame this, I'm going to do a lot of comparison to Facebook because I feel like that's a good point of reference. And even if you've never been on Twitter and you have no idea what it is, more than likely you know what Facebook is, you have a Facebook account, you've been on it at least once to kind of check out your friends and neighbors and relatives. So a tweet is the equivalent of a status update on Facebook. It's your whole message in 140 characters or less, and we'll touch more on that later. But uh, on Twitter, you tweet somebody or send a tweet versus posting an update on your status on Facebook. Okay. I would say I have to say that there's always some interesting tweets. So, so what is a Twitter username? Your username is your handle. So um, you choose – it's just like 
when you go on Facebook, and most people on Facebook, their username is just their first and last name. Or if you're a married woman, sometimes you'll have your maiden name thrown in there in parentheses. On Twitter, it's a little different because you can choose basically anything you want. And people get really descriptive. Um, you can also use underscores if the name you want taken and you want to be a little sneaky and creative with it. So in a nutshell, your username is your handle. And the only big difference that you really need to know too is that every handle on Twitter is preceded by the at symbol. So that's just indicating that that is your username and how people can get in touch with you. And again, we'll touch a little bit on that more in the call. So um, so what's your uh, – my Twitter handle is um, – would be, I guess, if I said it correctly, it would be the at symbol, three right. sisters laugh. And so what's your Twitter handle, um, Lenore? Mine is at Lola, L-O-L-A, underscore tech. And, you know, one quick thing to point out, too, is even though my handle is at Lola underscore tech, when you check out my page, my name comes up. So when you search for somebody by their handle, you can also have kind of like the equivalent of a nickname on Facebook. You can have both. So for dot, like even though your handle is at three sisters laugh, when people go to your page, it can still say dot allport so that you can brand both your company or your personal self. Oh, cool. Good to know. Now, um, so how do you read read other people's tweets? So this is one of the bigger differences between Facebook and Twitter in that Twitter is really fast. So on Facebook, you have your wall of content, and on Twitter, you have your stream. And it's, that's really a great word for it because the information just streams through all day. And I, you know, it's because people are limited on how many characters they can put in their tweets. People just write all day, a couple, like a sentence here, a sentence there. So the information comes by a lot quicker. But that is how you would read. When you log in, instead of seeing the Facebook wall, you'll see your Facebook stream. Okay. So the with the Twitter Twitter stream. So so who can see your tweets? So your all of your followers will see your tweets. So people who subscribe to your tweets are your followers. And everything you tweet, they see. Unlike Facebook, you don't have to approve your followers. So on Facebook, you get a little notification saying so-and-so wants to be your friend. Well, on, this, on Twitter, you'll get an email saying, hey, congratulations, you have a new follower, but you don't have to approve them. And on the flip side also, just because somebody is following you does not mean that you follow them back automatically. You would have to go in and and manually choose to follow them. You know, a little okay. tip is the best way to gain followers is to follow people. So the more followers you have, the bigger your audience, the more people will see your tweets, the more people will want to follow you as well. Okay. So one of the things that I always find very confusing about uh, Twitter, of course, is or challenging is, of course, the length of your message and then who sees it. So how would you characterize how to write a, a tweet? For me, this is by far the hardest part of Twitter because I am so incredibly long-winded and just I'm a chatty Kathy. And you have to limit your tweets to 140 characters or just get cut off. And people, you can keep typing, but people won't see it. It won't matter. So 
you know, and that's one of the big differences. Unlike Facebook, your message has to be concise and you have to really think about what you're saying and limit it to 140 characters. So brevity and creativity are key factors when writing your tweet. You know, people do get really creative and that's where you'll see a lot of abbreviations. Some of them take a little bit of getting used to. Like some, some of the really popular ones are RT, which means retweet. If you, you know, if you saw something that you really liked and you want to share it with your followers. Um, but if you're just getting into it, the best way to shorten your tweets are just use your text talking, like your LOL or BFF or FTW for the win. Um, it's little things like that that might seem silly now, but it'll get you into the habit of abbreviating your messages. Mm. Okay, good to know. Now, as far as um, if you were to kind of give an example of a tweet that you've that you've seen recently, do you have a one that stuck out? You know, I, that's one of the things about Twitter. I mean, people put a lot of information out there, and I have read some amazing tweets and really good pertinent information for whatever you're searching for or just happen to come across, but. None of them right now are sticking out in my head, but I did hear this fantastic little quote the other day that said, I wish I had the ability to read people's minds, and then I joined Twitter. <laughs> and that's basically what it is. It's a stream of consciousness, and people just really use it as a journal for the world to see if they're standing in the supermarket line, if they're really frustrated with their boss, or if they've heard a funny joke. It's it's really a way to read people's minds all day, every day. <laughs> Well, it's certainly a good way to, um, if you're in business, to check and see who your what your audience is saying. So exactly, and actually, one thing to um, to touch on that point is the use of hashtags. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you've seen that a lot when people are writing tweets. You will see the pound symbol or the hashtag, as it's called in Twitter. Basically, what that is, it's a way for people to search. So. The best way to think of a hashtag in a tweet is a subject line or a reference point. So if you are using it for business and you have a certain industry you want to look up, you can search for that hashtag. And anybody that has written a tweet and included the, the hashtag and those words, it will come up and you'll be able to follow them and see more of their tweets. Cool. Cool. So. The next question is, who can see, who can see what? <laughs> okay, so this is you're right. This is also a bit confusing. So, whenever you write a tweet, all of your followers will be able to see it. So that's one big hurdle to remember. There's, it's not like in Facebook where you can have private messages. I mean, there is a way, but for the most part, if you write it, people will see it. If you um, if you put another person's username, or as we talked about earlier, their handle into your tweet, all of their followers will be able to see it. So um, now specifically, that you have to put the other person's handle at the beginning of your tweet. So if I wanted to write a tweet about Three Sisters Laughing and I wanted all of my followers to see it, I would write at Three Sisters Laugh, did a great podcast today. You should really listen to it. <laughs> um, 
Now, if I wanted to maybe only make it so just my followers could see it, one little trick is you have to put it in the middle of your tweet, which is confusing. But if I still want to start the sentence off that way, you could just sneak a little period in the beginning of it. So it could be something like period at three sisters laugh. Kept tripping me up on my podcast today and I sounded awful. <laughs> it's just a matter of how you write it out as to who can see it. Cool. Wow. Okay. That's a good one to know. And um, isn't it okay? I mean, this is a question. When you put something out on tweets, is that does that become public domain? Is that right? It is. So um, once you put it out there, it's out there. Now you can delete it, but just remember, the streams are so fast, and people are on Twitter so often that if you wrote it, chances are, even if you delete it pretty quickly, somebody has read it. So just always be very cognizant of what you're putting out there, just like on any other social media or Internet site. You just want to be really careful about what you're writing. Good to know. That's a good one to know. So so I guess we just want to go over some of the, for when you start tweeting, some of the things you might want to consider. And so I guess we have some basic twips, basic twips, basic <laughs> twips, no, basic tweeting tips that you might want to consider using. Uh, as mom, when you are tweeting, and so Lenore, why don't you go ahead and, and start us off with some of our t- some of the tips that we've got here? Sure, and like really, the most basic one is use Twitter. Don't be intimidated by it. You know, I'm sh- people are busy. Everybody's busy. Face, but if you want to get on there, it takes maybe five minutes to set up an account, and you can check it once a day. You can check it. Five times a day, you can check it all day if you want, but you can just limit your time. You know, it could be something as simple as you have it on your phone and you use it to occupy yourself when you're online at the supermarket. You know, (laughs) there's really no excuse not to use it if you have the tools because it can really be a great resource for you to gather information, which I know we'll talk about later on in another uh, podcast, but Twitter can be this great resource. So there's really no excuse not to be on it, even if you don't actively participate, even if you're just using it to gather information. You should definitely at least be on it. And and to um, follow up with follow up with that, I just want to say is that you the place to start with that is just to start following people that you find interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So um, um and go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say my second tip would be to use lists and Like Facebook, how you can have groups of people, you can have lists on Twitter. So if you are a work-at-home mom, you can have a list of great resources for coupons and a a list of people, um, you know, other moms that work at home that share great tips. And you can also have another list for your industry that you work in. And you can separate it that way. And it's another good time-saving tool. If you have five minutes and you just want to get on Twitter and look at what is relevant for work and to give you some creative ideas for your industry, just look at that list. Or if you want to decompress and not think about work so much, just look at your fun list. It's a great way to decompartmentalize and to sort out all of this vast amount of information that's out there. Mm-hmm. And I guess something to keep in mind if once you do start tweeting, tweet in a way that um, is is you would find interesting. So 
you know, if, you know, there's some stories that we share with our friends on Facebook that are great with our friends on Facebook, but you want to remember on, on, on in the Twitterverse, you're sharing it with everybody. So some of those may lose their context and may not be as inter- interesting or entertaining as a result. Absolutely. So um, I guess the other thing I guess we can we can look at is um, go ahead and and ask questions, you know, look for people, people asking questions, because that's also interesting, too. And if somebody asks a question, they're looking for somebody to interact with. So if you're up to it, answer, you know, share your story. And that's a great tip, too, because Twitter is all about forming conversations. You know, mm. they're brief conversations because you can only say 140 characters at a time. But that's really the whole point of it is to engage and start longer conversations. Mm. Very cool. Um, and, you know, I guess be clear about what you're using Twitter for before you start tweeting. Because um, then, you know, you kind of have a sense of intention. So if you're using it for for business, you're going to have a certain tone and certain topics that you're going to cover. And if it's just to connect with people, then that's where you're going. Then you have a different tone that goes along with that. And as long as you're clear about that before you start, don't run into like, oh, I put something in my stream and gosh, I wish, you know, that prospective client had, hadn't seen that. Right. Um, Absolutely. So it's it's just be clear about your intention. You know, think about it beforehand, and then it works for you. Because that's the whole point. You want to make it work for you, not against you. Right. And, you know, in that same vein, like, you want your personality to shine through. So you want to be positive. Nobody wants to read negative Nelly tweets all day. <laughs> you know, you want to be positive and you want to be yourself. You, Imagine every tweet that you're writing could be read by somebody very important. <laughs> so, uh-huh. you know, kind of keep that in the back of your mind. So um, the other thing is is do, when it comes to tweeting, do what works for you. Because it's so easy to, you know, because the streams are so fast to try to keep up, try to, you know. We all have enough things to keep track of and that take us away from our lives and, you know, from our children and everything, don't don't be trying to keep up with the Joneses, but just do what works for you as far as the amount of tweeting that you're you're really doing. So if it's once a day, it's once a day, you know, if it's a couple times a day, because that's how it worked out for you. Awesome. Um, but and, and have fun with it. Yeah. And you know what? And I think like the last tip to kind of just sum it all up is it's OK to unplug. I mean, you need some boundaries. If they call it the Twitterverse for a reason, it will suck you in if you let it. And it's okay to say, you know, I'm going to limit my time on Twitter to five to ten minutes a day. And that's it. And you know what? With the amount of information that's on Twitter, you can do a lot in five to ten minutes. It's, it's absolutely true. You know, and you need to respect when other people are around you. You know, you can't be on your phone all the time tweeting. You can't be on your computer all the time tweeting. You know, unless you're me and that's your job. That's just a perk. I get to sit on Twitter all day. But um, and you just need to know, like, it's okay to unplug and be done with it for the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's face it. You know, 
life goes on and you're not going to miss anything that, that you can't go back and find uh, or won't show up again. So exactly. At the end of the day, it's a tool. It's a fun tool and it's really entertaining, but it's, it's a vehicle to get information, to put information out there and, and to be done with it. So we just want to recap and so we're just going to go over some of the pros and cons of Twitter with you guys. Um, so here are some of the Twitter pros. You've got, it's easy to navigate and update, link and to promote anything. It, and uh, it reaches so far beyond your circle of friends, like in Facebook. You, um, there's like, it's a big pool that has a lot of users. So anyone can follow you unless you block them. And it's a communication tool, and it's very responsive. As we've seen in the news and through the world, it is extremely responsive. So it can be a really, really powerful tool. Um, you don't have to be logged in to get updates. You can use an RSS feed, um, which is easy to set up and do for yourself. It can be very, it's a very interactive and um, and it's a platform that extends in all kinds of places. So when you when if you're into tweeting, you will find opportunities all over the net to tweet uh, on top of that. And then there are lots of different applications that will expand your ability to use uh, Twitter. So you can do more with it. So as you as you start out, start out small, and then if it becomes something that you really enjoy doing, go and look at what are the apps that they have out there. Um, they're, you know, as they look at the future, Twitter does have the, uh, the possibility of revenue for you done the right way. And it's a great way for, for advertising, um, and creating revenue streams. And the bottom line is, is that it's, um, it's, it's not expensive to do. It's more, it's just about time. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's scalable. So as much time as you want to put into it determines how much, you know, you can get out of it. Um, so it's, it has a good cost advantage overall. You know, cost-benefit ratio, is, as my friends, my financial friend, the analyst, would say, um, can be really, really work really well for you if you have a good intention. And that's my only caveat about that. So um, I'll let Lenore go over some of the cons. Yeah, you know, as a social media consultant, I don't want to talk about the cons of Twitter, but there are some. However, I'm pretty sure for each con, you can combat it with a positive if you think about it in the right way. Uh -huh. So one is, you know, you're you're limited to 140 characters, um, you know, and, and that can be really difficult if you're trying to promote a big message. But on the flip side, you just have to be creative and you include links and you include pictures and you know, you're going to lose people's attention if you're talking too much anyway. So you want to be brief. You want your statements to be potent and powerful. Um, you know, the other thing is not everybody finds it immediately useful because it does take time to build up your followers and build up your, your personality on Twitter. I mean, just like meeting a new friend, you don't, um, you know, you might not always immediately connect. You need to build your repertoire just like on Twitter. Um, there's also this overemphasis sometimes on your follower counts. There's somewhat of a negative 
stigma if you are in a business setting and you don't have a ton of followers right away. It takes time. You just, when you start a new business, when you're starting a new venture, like a new Twitter account, it takes time. And you need to be able to put that time in to build your followers and build your brand. Um, it's also easily abused for spam. You know, people just put a lot of garbage out there because they can. And, you know, like Dot was saying, there's very little barriers into Twitter. I mean, if you have five minutes and in Internet access, you can make a Twitter account. So sometimes it's hard to sort through all of that information, but that kind of goes back to, you know, be careful about who you follow, follow the right people, and use lists to minimize all that other randomness that can be out there. And you know, Dot had also touched on this, that there's no readily monetization strategy right now. So on Facebook, you can buy ads, and this is more for a business setting. You can buy ad space and kind of guarantee that people will see your ads if you make it. Twitter doesn't have an option like that yet. I mean, I can't imagine that it won't come out sometime in the future, but right now they don't. But I mean, you just have to think of Twitter as a marketing tool, and you can make money with it if you strategize correctly and you're using your tweets effectively, but just not in the sense that you can buy ad space like Facebook. So I guess overall, we just want to say, you know, for all its pros and cons, Twitter has a lot of information out there that's accessible to you. So you you can't, it's a great resource. So, so go ahead and, and use it, absolutely. So, um, so, so if you have any questions, we, Lenore and I want to invite you to either email us, or in this case, you can tweet us versus at, to our <laughs> handles. Um, I, I'm uh, my email address is dot dot at the number three sisters laughing dot com, and it's sisters laughing um, dot com. And then my Twitter handle is three sisters laugh. And so, Lenore, I'm going to let you go ahead and And you can also yours. feel free to uh, contact me at any time. My email is Lenore, L-E-N-O-R-E, at lolatech, T-E-C-H, dot com. And my Twitter handle is at Lola underscore tech. So um, we appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to our podcast. We want you to remember to use technology to make your life easier, customize it, and have it fit your life so that you can work smarter, not harder. And we want you to go ahead and stay tuned for our next podcast, which is going to be talking about Google Calendar and the fun ways to use it to connect and collaborate. So um, we're going to pull you out into the cloud and teach you how to create and share a calendar plus some fun uses of, of Google Calendar that we have found really useful. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, and again, thank you. Lenore, do you have any closing bits or are we all good? No, we're good. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. All right. You guys have a great day, and we look forward to talking to you again.